Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. I'm a former psychiatrist, and now I'm a mindfulness-based relationship coach. I specialize primarily in helping women and members of the queer community who are dissatisfied in their relationships, either in their relationships with their careers, their relationships with a partner, or even with themselves. Maybe they need help getting more confidence. Maybe they feel like they need more um, to be more assertive. Maybe they just want a closer connection or to deepen intimacy with their partner. Maybe they feel like they need a better handle on their stress or other emotions they're going through. We're all going through a lot right now. Um, so what I do is I help them come to clarity about what they want and develop the courage to go after it. Together, we make a plan, and I stay with them every step of the way until they reach their goals. So that's me and what I do. And what I'm here to do today is talk to you a little bit about the values that I operate my my business by, the Hira, the Hira Coaching. And my three values are growth, integrity, and service. Those are my top three. There are some other values that I have and hold dear, like sustainability and equity, um, or equality, however you prefer to, to name that. But my top three for my business are growth, integrity, and service. I want to talk really mainly today about growth, and I'll have other vid- videos about the other two, primarily so you can get to know a little bit about me. And... Hopefully, so that something in here will spark something in you that brings your life a little bit of joy or a step further in your way in your own path. Whether or not we ever meet each other. Although, if there is anything you like in this, I'd love to hear from you, so comment below or message me because I do like to know if the videos are helpful for people. And I hear every now and then that they are, so it's kind of annoying. It's just encouraging good behavior. So anyway, um, growth... I'll start with has just been probably my priority since I was about 12. It is my top value and my top priority in life. And that's like, I, it's mostly because I grew up in a really um, kind of chaotic family situation, add to which my mom owned a bar and our house was attached to it. So I got to see a lot of what happens when people don't grow, when people stay stuck in patterns that aren't serving them. And it was, a, you know, it was a lot of pain, a lot of pain around me. So I saw personal growth as a pathway to peace and joy, or at least kind of necessary if I wanted to be able to minimize suffering in my life. So that's like been part of my life since the beginning. And I launched my business with her coaching, I think I would say, because I really want to be a part of other people's growth process too. I want to help each of my clients, and even you, if you're not a client, you've never seen me before this video, I want to help you recognize the divine spark within yourself. I want you to know that your life has meaning, value, and purpose. I want you to have greater joy and to be able to be your authentic self. That's why I started the coaching. 
Well, I w- I'd been a psychiatrist for like 15 years back in the day, a really long time ago, and I left it behind a while ago. And a lot of times people are like, oh, why didn't you, you know, didn't you feel you were doing this as a psychiatrist? And the truth is, no. Um, being a psychiatrist or being a therapist is more about treating a disorder. Um, definitely being a psychiatrist is about um, treating people for a mental disorder, um, diagnosing what's wrong, really kind of focusing on that negative bit. But I find that as a, as a relationship coach, I really do get to help people grow, and that's what I'm all about. So one of the things I did, I did learn about growth as a psychiatrist. I learned a lot, and one thing I learned um, is a lot about the change process. I have some tools that I can help people with, and I learned um, a lot of those kind of cognitive strategies for handling their own relationships and um, things of that nature. But one of the most important things I learned is that often growth and pain are intermingled. And sometimes people, you know, people joke, AFCO, another fucking growth opportunity. Um, and it's true. A lot of times people start their growth journey just because the status quo has become too painful or because something just totally disrupted the status quo. So some outside force just disrupted it. But the truth of the matter is a lot of people are living painful lives and they aren't on a growth journey. They're just continuing to live painful lives. They've been in the same bad relationships over and over with the same people, but the names are different. So we all know like a lot of people who are having a lot of pain and aren't growing. So it's not like growth alone is going to get you to grow. What it takes is a combination of some pain with the status quo and a realization that you are the contributing factor. And the only factor that is within your control is you. That life happens, bad things happen, and at least 50% of how the outcome comes about is going to be about you making changes and taking the control that's within your within your grasp to take. And you want to also, you have to recognize you have the capacity to choose otherwise. So simply saying, oh, you know, I've read Freudian theory and all of this is because of what happened in my childhood and I'm in this pattern and I can't stop it. No, you have to know, like, yes, this pattern is a pattern and I can choose otherwise. And those are the two things that you really need, along with some pain around the status quo, is to recognize some responsibility. You have the ability to respond. And you can respond, you can choose otherwise. And what being on a growth journey does for you is it expands the number of options available to you. So rather than acting out your unconscious drama, um, say you had a bad relationship with your sister growing up and you always felt you were in her shadow, and now you realize you have like a similar dynamic at work with anybody who's a little bit ahead of you on a ladder, you don't have to reenact that drama all the time. When you take on that growth journey and you recognize that you have some responsibilities here and you have different choices to make, you get to be free of it. You have other options available. It also frees up a tremendous amount of resources that you can share with the world. Resources like time, energy, love, compassion, sometimes even money. All of that is freed up because you're not busy putting out fires anymore. You are more present and more emotionally available to the people who are in your life right now. You're not consumed with this fight with so-and-so or this terrible day at work. You're available. And that's a huge resource to free up.
Not my friend at all. No, really needs that right now. Um, when people on a growth path, one of the things you're going to notice about them is they're not really interested in power. So a lot of um, power dynamics that happen in the workplace are just not going to be that gripping for a person who's on a growth journey. They're not interested in, in becoming powerful. They're really interested in helping other people. They want to empower others to have better lives. They want to empower others to claim their own voice, find their own authority. Because when you are on a growth journey, you get a keen sense of your own limitations. It's not the case that you're on a growth journey now you know you're you're great. You know you're you're small, you know you're limited, you know that's that you know what you're good at and you know what you, where your limits are. You also know that the more fulfilled other people are around you and the more they're able to bring their gifts to the world, the better your life gets to be. So you'll find that about people who are on a growth journey is they're some of the more supportive people, more capable of listening and holding space for you. And as you are on your growth journey, you'll be able to do that for others. But I do have to be honest about one thing. So I started this growth journey when I was 12, really primarily thinking, well, there's got to be a better way than this. I have this idea in my head that someday I'd be fully grown that I'd be done growing, and I'd be full-grown adult, I could knock this crap off. This was not my goal to still be, like, growing in into life. So I'm not going to mention my age. Um, I seriously believe there was going to be an end point. Also, for what it's worth, I believed all the other grown-ups were also going to be at that end point. And all you have to do is watch the news, and you can clearly see this is not the case. And, and you can look in our... Um, you can look at our Senate and our Congress and see that a lot of people are not at that end point and really aren't taking any kind of personal growth journey. But this is what I've kind of realized, is that growth ideally is an ongoing journey, and there is no end point. So it's not the case that you're going to heal once and for all from your childhood trauma, or you're going to deal with it, and now everything's going to be perfect. The reality is, if you lost a parent when you were 18 or 25, you're going to revisit those losses at later times. If you had a childhood trauma, you're going to, have to revisit that at later times. If um, your mom didn't buy you Legos because you're a girl, you'll be buying your own Legos later in life and midlife and, and doing that. And you'll be really growing through these things and learning about yourself and what to give others. And that's going to happen until the day you die and growing. So, when I, you know, I don't know how long I was into this growth journey thing, but I was pretty old at the time, and I felt kind of, like, demoralized about it. Like, wow, I thought it was going to get better and easier, and I thought these things wouldn't happen to me. And then I think about how much, you know, work I've been reading self-help groups, meditating books, meditation, videos, therapy, and I was like, oh my god, all this work and growth, and this is as far as I've gotten. And it occurs to me recently that um, my clients or, or um, viewers who tend to watch these videos, you might be feeling the same thing. You, if you're struggling in relationships or like this is your fourth job in the last decade and you're really unsatisfied, you might be feeling demoralized. You might be thinking, oh gosh, I'm just never going to get it right. 
I'm never going to figure it out. And if that's the case for you, if you're feeling a little bit down about it, I wanted to offer you just a few thoughts. The first is, if you're feeling a little bit demoralized and a little bit sad about this journey, maybe that's a sign that you are already growing. That pain is a sign that you've already outgrown the status quo. It's not a sign that you need to grow more, it's a sign that you have grown, and you just didn't keep up with the times. Now, the fact that that pain comes up in regards to like a particular relationship or a job doesn't mean you need to leave that relationship or job, although sometimes that happens. But it does mean you need to shift something in your relationship to that person, that situation, or even your own self. What that pain is showing you is that there's friction. This is the place where you make contact with the world. That pain is a friction point. And that friction could be about something in the past, a past childhood issue that got activated. It could be the one very dream. And unless you take action on that dream, you're not going to feel fulfilled with your life. You're not going to have the meaning that you want out of your life. And that doesn't mean you need to leave your job. Maybe it means you need to approach your job differently. Maybe it means that you need to stay in this partnership and work through the difficult times because that's how you're going to grow. You're going to have to grow in order to resolve the current issues that you're having. It's kind of important to take these, these invitations to grow really seriously. My perspective is that the next step in human evolution, if we're lucky enough to have one, is that we're going to have an evolution of consciousness, not biology. I think we have all that we really need to be able to to survive, to meet the challenges that we're faced with right now biologically. But what we need is a change of heart, a change of how we think. Um, I think Nietzsche was the one who talked about with Santama, and we need to sort of let go of the old stuff and heal through it. And I think now is as good a time as any to really start doing that work. Not just for you, but like collectively for all of us. Um, and we've got war in Ukraine that's, you know, threatening World War Three. We've got active shooters twice in 10 days. It's a little crazy. And we're on the tail end of a pandemic and now we have mon- monkeypox. And I know it may feel like, oh my gosh, there's too much going on with survival. How can I grow? Except that if we don't grow collectively, all of us kind of don't work on it together, we aren't going to be able to address really big issues that are coming up as a result of all these situations and climate change. We've got a lot that we're going to need to really tackle, and we're going to do that best from our open heart and our compassion and our ability to connect with and talk one another, which is a huge part of why I specialize in relationship coaching. Relationships, either with your career, with your partner, with yourself, with the divine, those relationships show us where growth is necessary and at the very best. They nurture and support the growth that is necessary. When we get further on that journey than we do on our own. So that's why that's my focal point. And I'm here um, as a resource to help. I have other videos on my site, and I have a lot of resources as a former psychiatrist and um, some of the a doctorate in theological and philosophical studies. So lots of my lots of arrows in my quiver. So if you have any questions. The things you really particularly want me to speak to, just drop me a line and I'll speak to those. So that's a little bit about 
growth and why it's so important and why it's my number one value for behavior coaching and how it sort of informs my whole approach to working with clients. Hope you've enjoyed listening. If you get a chance, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested in learning more, I did put some links to Bahira and the website above. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.